Hey, everyone. I'm David Jallian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, April 28th, a whirlwind day on Wall Street with federal reports on the banking crisis and concerns that the upheaval is still not over. The federal government released dueling reports today on last month's banking crisis, as the White House says it won't intervene in a new one. Let's dive in. The Fed released its highly anticipated report on the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank last month, divvying up responsibility for the bank's failure. The Fed blamed SVB's management and board of directors for failing to manage risks and that as the bank ballooned in size and complexity, supervisors didn't fully appreciate how vulnerable SVB was. The report goes into detail about how, at the time of its failure, SVB had 31 unaddressed, quote, safe and soundness supervisory warnings, triple the average of the bank's peers. Take a listen to the Fed's vice chair for supervision, Michael Barr, speaking to the Senate Banking Committee last month. This is a textbook case of, of bank mismanagement. Uh, the, the risk the bank face, interest rate risk and liquidity risk, those are bread and butter uh, banking issues. The, the firm was uh, quite aware of those issues, and they didn't take the action necessary. After the Fed's report this morning, it was the FDIC's turn this afternoon, dissecting the collapse of Signature Bank just two days after SVB. The FDIC said that Signature also failed because of, quote, poor management adding that bank management didn't fully understand the risks that came with accepting crypto deposits. Now, as much as it may be tempting to call this a postmortem, it is clear the crisis is far from over. A month and a half after the initial emergency, shares of First Republic are down about 97% for the year, and investors are becoming more and more worried the bank will collapse. My colleague, Vanessa Yurkevich, breaks down how the crisis ramped up this week. Earlier this week, we heard from First Republic in their earnings call, and they reported that about 40 percent of their deposits got pulled out of the bank. That's about $100 billion. And so as we are seeing this stock price continue to fall, there are also reports that the FDIC is going to come in and take over the bank, just as they did with Signature Bank and also with SVB. And then today, Reuters reported that U.S. officials were holding discussions about possibly rescuing First Republic. But then CNBC reported it would likely go into receivership. The White House told CNN earlier today it had no new plans to rescue the bank. Another factor adding to the panic? It's Friday, folks. And in banking, that's not necessarily good news. That's because Friday is historically seen as a good day to fail, if there can be such a thing, since federal regulators like to take the weekend to clean up a failed institution so it can reopen Monday morning without driving the markets completely wild. For regulators, these reports also have been an opportunity for some self-reflection. The Fed has taken some accountability for SVB's collapse, saying its own supervisors didn't fully appreciate SVB's vulnerabilities. The Fed was SVB's primary regulator, and its collapse means it failed in its role of supervisor. In fact, the Fed's recognition of its own institutional flaws may be what's most notable about the report today. Vice Chair Barr even gave a frank critique of his own agency alongside the report. Quoting from the press release today, 
Following Silicon Valley Bank's failure, we must strengthen the Federal Reserve's supervision and regulation based on what we have learned. This review represents a first step in that process, a self-assessment that takes an unflinching look at the conditions that led to the bank's failure, including the role of Federal Reserve's supervision and regulation. Now, these reports have understandably sparked some fear that regulators, and particularly the Fed, aren't paying close enough attention to banks, and that this could happen again. But Moody's Analytics chief economist, Mark Zandi, is not too worried. Take a listen. Well, I think uh, Silicon Valley was, a, was an outlier in a number of really key respects. Almost all of the deposits that they, they have are to folks with, uh, that were large, big big companies, they were uninsured deposits, which is very, very uh, unusual for a bank. Also, they invested a lot of those deposits in uh, treasury and mortgage-backed securities that lost a lot of value when interest rates uh, have risen over the past year. So I think there is, uh, it's fair to say that SVB was kind of out there, very, very different from most other uh, banking institutions. Now, this banking sector problem is playing out against a backdrop of a still uncertain economy, one that shows signs of success of the Fed's interest rate hikes to cool the economy, and yet one where recession concerns are still quite high. The U.S. economy grew at a much slower rate than expected during the first quarter of the year, 1.1% compared to the expected 2%. We also got some updated numbers this morning in fact, the Fed's favorite inflation measure showed some cooling in March, again, showing some signs of success of the rate hike program that has been underway. That's according to new data released by the Commerce Department. However, American workers picked up more pay during the first three months of this year, and that shows a major source of pressure on inflation is still stubbornly persisting. Chief business correspondent Christine Romans breaks down what these two statistics mean. So here's the split screen. Wages are still rising. That's good. I mean, I, I, everybody wants to get a little more money in your paycheck. That's good for people. But the Fed has been worried that that is inflationary. So on the one hand, those prices are cooling, and that's showing the Fed's um, medicine is working. But wages are still strong. Good for people. But will the Fed like that? I'm not so sure. There are some high-profile economists who have been looking to next year for the year that the U.S. economy may move into recession. And that, of course, would be an election year. So that has the White House quite concerned. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Steve Lichtai is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe, Anna Sterla, Martin Guilando, and Cami Knight. We'll be back Monday. <laughs>